Welcome to another edition of Talk to the Experts. I'm David Curtin, and uh, once again, uh, we have the great folks at AgriCity who are helping you become a much more effective a farmer and uh, with the ability uh, to, uh, I guess you could say, make it a lot more inexpensive to do that uh, farming. Well, with me uh, today, once again on the show, is uh, Tyler Gullen with uh, AgriCity. Tyler, first of all, how you doing? I'm great. Yourself? I'm I'm fantastic. Tell our listeners, you know, what your role is at AgriCity again. Yeah, you bet. So I'm the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. So mostly what I do uh, at AgriCity is I oversee the technical training and support for our sales staff as well as our farmer customers. So my role is really mainly answering questions about how our products work, how to use them properly, and, and the value they can bring to farms. So, um, you know, in addition, AgriCity has a, a written and published product performance guarantee, which is posted on our product guide and our website where we stand behind our product quality and field performance. So part of my job is to oversee this guarantee and, and work with our customers in the really tiny percentage of cases where we see a performance issue to get the problem sorted out. All right, so today we're talking about pulse diseases in Western Canada. Tyler, what can you tell us about plant diseases? Yeah, I find plant diseases in general really interesting. So you go back the last you know, 10,000 years or so that humans have practiced agriculture, there's really been a lot of epidemics of localized disease outbreaks that have been responsible for a lot of famines and, and deaths throughout our histories. So, you know, the most famous example being the potato famine in Ireland mm. that, you know, killed around a million people and was, was caused by a type of fungus called Phytophthora. And, uh, you know, intensive agriculture, you know, has been arguably one of the biggest factors that's allowed for the advances of the modern world. But one of the drawbacks to it is that creates these situations where plant disease can really thrive if not kept in check. So farmers have been fighting these diseases for thousands of years. And, you know, more recently, stripe rust, which we're common or familiar with here in the prairies, had an epidemic in North America in the 60s where, you know, over half the wheat yields were actually lost in some cases and, you know, caused tens of millions of bushels of grain to be lost. So, you know, since then, there's been a lot of research been done in terms of breeding resistance into new crop varieties and, you know, developing new foliar and, and seed-applied fungicides. But, uh, you know, crop disease is still really a major headache for, for farmers right now still. And, and because pulse crops tend to be really sensitive to these foliar diseases, they really often require a little more attention than other crops do. All right, so let's get into pulses in Western Canada. What are some of the, uh, the diseases we see in lentils? Yeah, lentils are, that's a crop that sees a fair bit of disease, so they tend to grow really thick canopies once they start to fill in, which helps compete with weeds, but it also holds in that moisture that can lead to a lot of foliar disease. So, you know, the major diseases we tend to see in Western Canada and lentil is is anthracnose, and, you know, it was first kind of identified in the 80s uh, in Western Canada, and government surveys tend to find it in about 60 to 80% of fields every year, depending on the weather conditions. Um, it tends to be the most you know, severe disease, anthracnosis, for, for yield loss that we see in lentils. So when you first see it, it tends to be uh, these little tan-colored lesions in the lower leaves kind of closest to the ground. Um, but then you really start to see those leaves start to drop off the plants. And this premature leaf drop is really the best indicator that that's the disease you have there and that you really need to do something about it before it starts to affect the rest of the plants. So... Um, Usually it starts at kind of an infection point in the field somewhere and kind of spreads quickly from there. So really good field scouting around that, you know, 8 to 12 node stage that uh, we're getting close to is really good time to catch the problem. Um, the other disease we tend to see is ascochyta, where you see a kind of light gray spot on the leaves or the pods or the stems, and it can cause the leaves to drop too, which leads to, you know, less photosynthesis and, and fewer pods in that plant that affects the yield. Um, ascochyta can also infect the seeds too, which will lead to a downgrade at the elevator, so uh, not good that way as well. And, 
And, you know, there are some other diseases, such as white mold and gray mold, but they tend to be a really small percentage of the fields year over year. So it, uh, generally spraying for anthracnose and ascochite are the main concerns, and spraying for that white mold might not be worth the extra cost. All right, so those, those are the uh, diseases. What are the options, then, uh, to spray for lentil diseases? Yeah, luckily there are a number of options out there. So, you know, one good option is spade fungicide from AgriCities. So spade fungicide is the, the same active ingredient as Headline from BASF. Uh, that's worked really well on pulses for a long time. It has a really nice fit in lentils as it works well on both anthracnose and ascochita, which are the two major diseases we see that really get control of those diseases in your crop. Um, you know, best time to apply spade fungicide is, is early as it works better as a preventative fungicide than curative. And uh, so, you know, a lot of research has really shown that, you know, kind of that 12-node to first flower timing is really the most effective time to apply a fungicide for these diseases. So, you know, if you're out uh, the field this time of year scouting and start to see a bit of leaf drop or, or some of these lesions in part of the field, it's a really good time to apply a fungicide and, and protect the remainder of that field and, and prevent the disease from spreading. Uh, Tyler, though, does application of the fungicide really pay off for the farmer? Yeah, lentils are a crop where, you know, fungicide application generally pays off a really long, uh, high percentage of the time as, you know, they're so susceptible to these diseases. And, and anthracnose in particular can really severely impact yields. It really just shuts that whole plant down. Um, but one nice thing, too, about AgriCities fungicides is that they're priced very well compared to the branded products with the same active ingredients. So, you know, if a farmer out there is kind of on the fence about spraying a fungicide right now, uh, spade fungicide from AgriCity can really make that decision a little easier as the low price makes it even more likely that the application will be worth the cost. So it kind of reduces the risk of the, the disease taking over that field for that, you know, that mm-hmm. really good price. So, um, you know, research has shown that lentils often benefit from a second fungicide application as well since these diseases are so aggressive. So we usually recommend for the first application, you know, just prior to first flower, uh, and then a second fungicide application you know, 10 to 14 days later if the canopy is thick and you see disease symptoms or you know, we've had really warm, wet weather that's, that's conducive for disease progression. So best management practice to apply a fungicide from a different mode of action with that second application to prevent resistance development in those diseases. So um, spade fungicide from AgriCity works really well in that first application. It has some plant health benefits beyond disease control, so it's a great time to get on early and then choose a different mode of action if a second fungicide is warranted. I'm uh, talking with uh, Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager at uh, AgriCity. Tyler, you mentioned uh, other health benefits uh, with spade. What can you tell us about those? Yeah, so the, the strobe class of fungicides, which includes spade fungicide from AgriCity, they do some really interesting things in the plants. So there's been a lot of research over the years that's shown they actually move throughout the plants, which allows protection of parts of the plant that you know, weren't covered by the fungicide, which is really interesting. Um, but they also you know, tend to produce antioxidants and boost the plant's defense systems against stress such as drought and cold which is really nice, but uh, you know, the biggest benefit they'd bring too is to really help that plant stay greener for longer. So that just allows for a little more photosynthesis in the plants, which can, yield, which can lead to higher yields as a result of that extra energy it's able to produce. So you know, even if the disease is not overwhelming to the plant, you still get some benefits from spade, fungicide, from agricity as you get that disease control as well as the added stress protection and yield potentials. So that's why I recommend using spade as the first pass in lentils to protect against anthracnose and ascochita, but also get those extra benefits. And then, you know, 10 to 14 days later, if it's been raining and hot and the, the disease still looks like it's progressing, follow that up with a fungicide from a different mode of action at that point.
Tyler Gullen, agronomy manager at uh, AgriCity. You can always find out more about spayed uh, fungicide at agricity.com, or you can call Tyler. The number to call is 1-833-832-7637. 1-833-832-7637. When we come back, we'll talk about how you can uh, deal with uh, these uh, diseases in peas and chickpeas as well. I'm David Curtin. You're listening to Talk to the Experts. On 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. We are back on Talk to the Experts. We're talking about uh, pulse crop diseases and how AgriCity can help you uh, with those. Uh, Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager at AgriCity, is on the line uh, with me right now. Tyler, let's talk now about peas. Uh, what are some of the disease issues that we see in peas? Yeah, the, the biggest disease we tend to see in peas on the prairies uh, tends to be microsporella. So it's a really widespread uh, across the prairies. Um, you know, for example, in 2017 in, in Manitoba, they did a survey that found it in all pea fields. They surveyed to some degree. So, you know, really widespread across uh, all three provinces. It tends to spread through diseased stubble, um, you know, the air, soil, and, and can spread in seed as well. And, and really we've seen that it can move several kilometers away through the wind. So, you know, even if you've got a field where you've never grown peas on that field, um, it still can show up just moving through the air as well. So uh, you tend to see it as kind of brownish spots on the leaves and stems. Usually it starts at the bottom of the plant first and then moves up the plant, you know, especially if conditions stay wet and, and warm as well. So um, if that infection reaches the flowers, the blossoms can then drop, which results in fewer pods forming, and obviously that's going to impact your yields. So, uh, you know, on top of that, if the pods become infected by Mycosphorella, the seed quality can be affected too because it, it tends to stain those seeds or, you know, shrivel them up a little bit more, which, which then impacts kind of your yield and your grade there too. Uh, there are other diseases in, in peas as well, such as powdery mildew, um, but, you know, Mycosphorella is still really the major disease we see. Um, you know, powdery mildew tends to show up on later maturing peas as kind of a white cotton-like-looking -like infection on the leaves uh, that can, you know, defoliate that plant as well, and which really impacts your yield and, and can shrink the seeds too. There must be then fungicides, though, that can control these diseases in peas, yeah? Yeah, there are. So, uh, you know, as we were talking before the break, uh, spade fungicide from AgriCity that, uh, you know, is a great fit in lentils. It also has really nice activity on, on both these major diseases in field peas. So, you know, again, like the other fungicides we have in Canada, spade fungicide works best if you apply it early before the infection really gets established as it works better as a preventative fungicide. So we generally recommend application at kind of that first flower showing up on the peas or, you know, a little earlier if the disease symptoms are starting to show up in that lower canopy. Um, that's kind of a good time to get this on the crops. So, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier too, there are plant health benefits with spade fungicides such as keeping the peas greener for longer and, and really offers kind of some better stress tolerance too. Um, so the yield potential of those peas can really be maximized. And I know a lot of pea growers out there are looking for good standability of their peas. Uh, really makes harvest go a lot smoother. So, you know, these these health benefits uh, that you get on top of protecting the lower canopy of those peas from disease, that can really help prevent the lodging that really makes that harvest such a pain. So, um, spade fungicide, which has the same active ingredient as headline from BASF, which has been popular for a lot of years in peas. It's, due to how well it works in this crop, it is a really nice fit. Is this um, application timing a good time to apply other products as well? It is. So I know a lot of growers uh, found that some micronutri micronutrients work really well in the plant at this time. So, you know, one of those micronutrients that can be limiting at, at that time of the year is boron. So 
Boron yuan plants is really important in pollination, um, and it can become limiting at that time. And so, if it is limiting, you know, when your when your flowers are being pollinated in your peas, the plant isn't really able to fully pollinate all the flowers to really maximize that yield. So, I know there's a lot of growers that have been adding in boron with their fungicide at this kind of first flower timing to to really just ensure that there's enough boron in that upper canopy at that growing point. So, uh, and that's that's really a good way to get it right where the plant needs it. Uh, so AgriCity has actually partnered with a really innovative fertilizer company to offer a product called Boron Plus, which contains that boron and you know can be safely mixed with fungicide at that timing. Um, you know they've developed this technology to ensure that boron gets into the plant right at that growing point to really make it available for the plant to use rather than trying to pull it up from the soil. So. You know, we found over in the past that you know, a lot of people are mixing uh, this boron with spade fungicide from AgriCity 2. So we created a co-pack called Spade Plus, where you get your fungicide plus that boron plus for a, a really great price and a convenient co-pack. So that's been really popular with a lot of uh, customers and peas. Is you get that strong fungicide activity plus the, the plant health benefits of that strobe fungicide and then throw in that boron to maximize the pollination all in that one pack. So Spade Plus has really been a popular mix in pulse crops and in peas, but as well as lentils and alfalfa, where that boron can be limiting as well. Tyler Gullen is the agronomy manager at uh, AgriCity, and if you have any uh, questions uh, for Tyler, you can always call him at 1-833-832-7637. Uh, you, you did mention chickpeas earlier, Tyler. Let's talk about chickpeas now. What are some of the disease concerns we see in that crop? Yeah, chickpeas are an interesting crop as they're just so susceptible to disease, but if you really can get the disease under control, they really do quite well in parts of the prairies, especially down in, in you know, southern Saskatchewan uh, or southeast Alberta. So uh, the biggest disease challenge we see is ascochyta. So that kind of shows up as circular brown to black spots on the chickpeas, and it kind of tends to start at the bottom of the canopy and, and work its way up. Um, you know, and ascochyta infections from previous years will remain on the stubble and infect the plants in those future crops and can really stick around the soil for a while. So, um, you know, very aggressive disease. I know there's been some government research showing yield losses of up to 70% of the disease if left unchecked, which is massive. So, yeah. you know, as a result, I know a lot of chickpea growers out there have really had to adopt very aggressive fungicide programs to, to combat this ascochyta disease. And what options are there then to control ascochyta in chickpeas? Yeah, so uh, as mentioned, there are there are a number of fungicides in the market uh, that do have that good activity on ascochyta, and you know generally it's really good to get in early on these crops. Um, you know, start scouting and going in around that seven to ten node stage for that first application. So, um, spade fungicide from AgriCity, which uh, is the same active ingredient as Headline from BASF, um, it's been used successfully in this crop for many years. So. Um, you know, spade fungicide has good activity on this ascochyta disease to protect the crop, um, but it also gives those plant health benefits that we talked about earlier that help keep the crop greener for longer and, and helps combat stress like drought and cold. So it works very well on this crop, especially when it, you know, kind of has that longer maturity. It can, can go a little into the fall, too. So, um, you know, I like to recommend using spade fungicide earlier at that first fungicide application to really get those full benefits of that preventative fungicide as well as those plant health benefits. And, you know, generally I know a lot of chickpea growers will continue to apply fungicides every, you know, 7 to 14 days throughout the summer to keep the crop healthy as that disease is so aggressive. So, um, you know, always a good idea, as we've all heard, to, to rotate fungicide groups as much as possible when you make those applications to really help prevent that resistance development. So, 
know, if you do that first app with that uh, spade fungicide, you know, rotate to another group for your next application um, before coming back into another strobe fungicide again, like spade. So uh, AgriCity can really help with the economics of chickpeas, as, as spade is a really effective fungicide at a great price, which uh, can really help reduce the, the crop input spill for those chickpea growers uh, as part of that fungicide rotation, because it does get really pricey for them. So, Tyler, are there are there other things that farmers can do to reduce disease in their pulses? There are. So, you know, there's always some good agronomic practices that uh, can help reduce disease. So, you know, most of the diseases we talked about today can spread through the seed. So, uh, really good idea. Start with good quality seed and, and consider having it tested before using it, uh, especially if you had a wet year the year before. So, there's a lot of different uh, companies out there that offer these seed tests, and we'll be able to tell you kind of the level of uh, disease that's, that's present in that seed. Uh, and certainly crop rotation, as you know, we've all heard, really helps reduce that disease load in the soil. Um, you know, it, a lot of that diseases can. You get infection in the stubble, you know, sticks around the soil for quite a while. And uh, so that can go a long ways. Um, although, you know, a lot of these pulse diseases we talked about do spread through the wind. So it only really does so much. But, you know, every little bit can help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in many cases, tillage can help break down the stubble faster. If uh, you've got a bad disease year, you know, that tillage can, can break it down and lead to less disease in the road, down the road. Um, getting a little less inoculant in that soil, though, you know, lentil anthracnose is one where reduced tillage actually seems to um, help instead of uh, the disease because, uh, you know, you let that stubble dry out on the soil surface that can, can really help to uh, reduce the load that way. Mm. Um, and then again, you know, when you're out for making your herbicide application, your pulses, start looking for signs of disease. Then that's herbicide timing, such as, you know, spots in the leaves, and, and really continue to scout up to first flower. So all these diseases are best controlled as a preventative fungicide application rather than a curative once the disease has started to progress. So, you know, many diseases and pulses start at that single infection point in the field and spread from there. So really good idea to scout extensively in that field rather than just the edges to get a really good sample of that field to find those infection points. Hmm. You know, finally, it's always a good idea to rotate fungicide groups, as we talked about, to help delay resistance wherever possible. So, you know, that little bit of rotation now will help prevent headaches down the road if we get a little more resistance. So, uh, really good idea to do it now. But definitely, if you have any questions about deciding on what fungicides to use, you can visit agricity.com or call 1-833-832-7637 to talk to one of our agronomists or trained sales staff. All right. Well, uh, Tyler, I hope you have yourself a great uh, weekend. Thanks very much for this. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager at AgriCity. I'm David Curtin. You've been listening to Talk to the Experts on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.